Hey, Matt Williamson here. Let's talk the Steelers-Patriot game. A loss, as you know by now. Um, just watched that crazy overtime game where the Raiders lost to the Cardinals and have a little break here before Sunday Night Football. And I, that's usually going to be my plan. Well, I guess it's not upcoming week, but uh, of talking a quick recap for you guys so you can get it as early as possible. I'll dig deeper into the game. I've only seen it once. I have a lot of league-wide NFL responsibilities outside the Steelers as well, so I can't just be glued to this thing and you know, pump out article after article, but you know how that works. Um, the game kind of went as we thought. I mean, no one thought this was going to be a shootout between two great offenses and Josh Allen versus, you know, Mahomes. You know, I mean, it was a grinded-out, win-the-game-in-the-margins type of game as we thought it would be, something Belichick has done great through his career and something Tomlin's done quite well recently as well. Um, I think the Patriots were the better team. You know, I mean, if you've replayed this game 10 times, 100 times, 111 times, I like to say. I think New England probably wins the series. I'm not even going to go that far. They were the better team today. Not by leaps and bounds, but they were the slightly better team with a little more consistency, a little bit more that you could count on. But I really think that sometimes it comes down to a play or two, and the whole football's a game of inches thing is absolutely a reality. And I think two plays were the difference. And not that that's the only thing that happened in this game and zip it up and be done with the podcast after that. That's not what I'm saying at all. Um, what I'm saying is the Aguilar deep touchdown pass when nobody could score at the very end of the half. And I know a lot of people want to blame Witherspoon for that. I don't think that's completely fair. Could he have maybe broke the play up a little more? Yeah, of course, but he was right in there. Aguilar, sometimes you got to tip your hat to the opponent. Aguilar made a fantastic contested catch and found a way into the end zone with very little time on the clock, you know, in the half. Huge. And in typical Belichick fashion, the, <laughs> they get the ball back in the second half and, you know, you create a little more momentum and he's been a master over the years of scoring at the end of the half, getting the ball in the second half, you know, but... The, the getting the ball in the second half isn't a big thing. It just kind of dawned on me. I always think of the Patriots with that. But really, that's a huge play. Not that it was the only huge play of the game. There were some turnovers and some you know back-and-forth interceptions and an interception that probably should have been made that wasn't. But without question, and I'm going to say the former Patriot, Gunnar Olszewski, but I don't think he was exactly a double agent or anything, his muff punt that hit him in the face mask was more than the Steelers could overcome. And that's the Steelers' fault because they don't have an offense that they can trust to win, overcome things like that. They need to play clean games. And I think a lot of games this year will go like this, where it's a battle back and forth and comes down to two or three key plays. And in this case, the Steelers were on the, the wrong side of those two key plays. And I really think those two key plays were the difference in a win or a loss. Again, down after down, I think New England was slightly better, but slightly. You know, I mean, it wasn't, you know, wow, New England's a powerhouse, the Steelers stink. And I do like to go over a couple key stats with you guys on these Sunday nights. Um, Mitch Trubisky was 21 of 33 for 168, 1-1. One one. Mack also completed 21 passes. 
threw two more passes than Mitch, but almost 100 more yards, 254 yards, 252 yards. Also, one touchdown, one INT. Was Mac better than Mitch today? Probably, but again, this wasn't exactly playing Josh Allen or Mahomes. Um, the Pats ran for 124 yards. Sealers ran for 91. Okay. Um, this has started to become a little bit of a theme that sort of worries me is two games in a row now, going back to Jamar Chase and a lesser degree Mixon, an opponent has found a matchup they like or a receiver they like, and they're peppering them with targets. Myers and Aguilar, I mean, I just told you, Matt completed 21 balls. Myers and Aguilar had 15 of those catches. Don't love that. Um, zero sacks for the Sealers. Not great. And, oh, oh, by the way, they only hit Mac. I guess that's the official number, was three times. Not what you expected. I mean, he threw the ball 35 times. You got to hit him and sack him and pressure him much more than that. I thought that was something that was really worrisome in this game. And we'll get to some things, but I do think the Steelers were more concerned with the run than the pass rush, not to excuse zero sacks and three hits. Yards per play, as you'll find out if you haven't already, is maybe my favorite NFL stat. That one is a little more lopsided and a little more telling. That's why I think that they were the better team. And New England averaged 5.7 yards per play. Steelers only averaged 4.2. Not close to good enough, 4.2. Time of possession is a big deal here because late in the game, I think time of possession hurt the Steelers. The way that the Pats sealed the game with the running game, the Pats had the ball for over 33 minutes and 30 seconds, 33, 36 Steelers only had the ball for 26-24. Not good enough. And turnover battle, Steelers locked. Steelers were minus one. Um, that was a big difference, obviously. But the Patriots also missed a long field goal. It was 52 or 53 yards. And I don't have time to talk about it now, but a missed field goal, especially a long one, is also basically the same thing as a turnover. You handed the ball to Steelers at midfield after missing that field goal. So the Steelers still lost the turnover battle, minus one, but it's kind of like minus a half, you know what I mean? Um, when we come back, I am going to just talk about a couple things the opponent did well. No one ever seems to say that in this town, which makes me bonkers, is, you know, the, the opponent did some good things too. And then I wrote down some thumbs up guys and some thumbs down guys. And a little nugget at the end here, too. So I'll be back in a moment. Steelers pass rush? Absolutely. Would it have been different with Watt? Of course. Many, sort of myself included, chuckled when the New England Patriots took Cole Strange, a guard out of Tennessee Chattanooga at the end of the first round. Well, he was kind of awesome in this game. <laughs> and he often lined up against Cam Hayward. And I watched him more and more as the game went on and thought, whoa, this dude is good and was really good. And I don't say neutralized Cam, 
He neutralized Cam. They neutralized Cam. Um, I also thought the Patriots did a very good job of attacking the middle of the field. I mentioned that two receivers caught pretty much all their balls, but Myers lived between the numbers. Um, Mac Jones did a very nice job of, you know, putting the ball where it needed to be inside the numbers, you know, moving the chains there. Not particularly hard throws, but attacking the middle of the field, they did a very good job of. And then the last one I want to mention is I kind of did before was closing out the game with their running attack. You know, long day, early in the season, warm afternoon, if not hot. And then you bring Ramondre Stevenson in and start leaning on him. And he looked like he was just woke up out of bed, fresh, ready to go and closed out the game with your rushing attack, which, hey, this coach for New England's won a game or two doing these things, even when his team isn't great. Um, thumbs up for some Steelers. Deontay, I think he's like open every play. I mean, <laughs> I know I'm exaggerating, but anyone that questioned whether the Steelers should pay him or not, I hope realizes that that is insanity. This dude is open all the time. In my thumbs up category, I have Najee question mark. I still want to see more from him. He's not a dominant player. His burst isn't great. And I understand his conditions aren't optimal. But I put him in the thumbs up because the Steelers' best drive of the day clearly was a concerted effort from Tomlin, Canada, whomever, to make it go through Harris. So, let's give him credit there. I put Fryermuth again in thumbs up just because I think he's very real. You know, that I think what he did in week one and what he flashed and really took over as a starter at the end of last year is just what we should expect from this guy now, that he is a very good tight end already. Um, I will say the Steelers' running game improved. You know, it went from a D-minus to a D-plus or a C-minus. You know, that's better. I think we saw, when we see the snap counts, I think we might be a little shocked how much Jalen Warren played, and he looks very good. So... I think that's a good thing. I'm not, I don't mean that as a negative on Najee, but it could be a little bit. And I understand that Najee probably is not 100% healthy as well. But the running game got a little better. I thought the Marvin Leal um, played, had to be the most snaps of his, well, of course, he's only played two games, but more than any of us would have expected. I guess I might as well get to it now, but a big thing the Steelers did in this game, and it was obvious from the bat, right from the start, was... With Watt out of the game, they put a big body in his spot. Often Hayward, often Liao, sometimes even out of a two-point stance, which Liao did at, at A&M a little bit, and I thought he fared very well. Um, along those lines, I don't want to say Highsmith turned into Batman from being Robin, but I thought he did very, very well, even had a very good game overall, even without the stud on the other side. Minka, another pick, thumbs up. Way to go. Um, and, and ones you might have missed. Harvin can be one of the best punters in this game. And the kick he had was unbelievable. And he's still a little inconsistent, but he's a remarkable talent for a punter. Just recognize that. And another special teamer, Miles Boykin. I mean, this guy has kind of reinvented himself as a big body dude that runs down on punts and kickoffs and makes plays and can help on uh, on on offense as well. So I'm very glad they kept him. I'm glad he's around. Thumbs down. Let's just start with Trubisky. Um, 
I thought he'd be a little further along. You know, is, is he a bum? Does he stink? Should we boo him and cheer for Pickett? Of course not. I think that's ludicrous. But he's not elevating anyone around him. He has very worrisome awareness under after two games. Vision had a bad interception. And when I say vision, I don't mean that as a compliment. Field vision, scanning the field. Had a bad interception that maybe he could have driven it in there. It was a nice play by the defender to get a hand on it. But it looked like he didn't even see the guy in front to tip the ball. That worries me. He seems like he's a one-read guy. He's not particularly comfortable scanning through his progressions. And I thought some of that was in week one because the Steelers had a big lead and they told him just to play it close to the vest. But maybe that is what he is. Um, I threw Bush out there as a thumbs-down guy. I didn't think he played bad. He just injured his foot in this game, and I wanted to make sure that we talk, We just threw that out there that you were aware, because I listening to the game, I don't think the announcers even caught it for some ungodly reason. Who knows? But who I would assume he doesn't play Thursday. We'll get more information on that one. I'm going to call Cam Hayward a thumbs down. I mean, he didn't play a ton. They rotated him. Of course, he got a lot of attention. I praised Cole Strange. But I can't remember a game where Cam was this quiet, and I don't care why. I mean, he's still a superstar. He's the best healthy player on this team, but wasn't his day. Um, again, I talked about thumbs down, pass rush, quarterback hits. We talked about that. Um, I think you have to give Gunner a thumbs down for just a brutal play. I mean, I know they gave him the end of round. He picked up the first. Yay, great. But, you know, you're here for really one reason and screwed it up on this day against your old team. Maybe there's nerves or whatever. I mean, I don't care, but whatever it is, he he gets a thumbs down. Um, and I mentioned a couple other little nuggets here. You might not realize it because baby steps. And we'll watch, what about Bob? Bob Wiley, Bill Murray, baby steps. But this O-line as a whole is taking baby steps forward. Since the Jags preseason game, which was an embarrassment, but the Steelers also didn't game plan for that game. And I kind of know for a fact that they left, you know, more and all those guys out on islands on purpose against the Jags in the preseason. It sounds like a million years ago, just so they would learn and have more teaching tape. And that was very ugly. But since then, this O-line, including the preseason, I know, you know, who cares about the preseason anymore, Williamson, but since that Jags game, they played as a unit several times now, including two real games, and I think they've taken baby steps. I can't say baby steps enough. Forward. You know, protection wasn't bad last week against the Bengals. Protection in this game didn't bother me. They actually moved some people in the run game a little more, a little better. Baby steps. If you can keep making baby steps almost every week, turns into a big step. And... Are the Bengals and Patriots the best defensive fronts you're ever going to see? No, but boy, they both have serious beef in the middle. I mean, Reader's a stud, if you don't know that. The Patriots also have just big, old-school, throwback, bully defensive tackles that aren't exactly the fleetest of foot, bar more aside. Big power ends on both teams. So the run game and moving bodies 
was a difficult chore both these weeks. So again, I just wanted to let you guys know about the opponents. So last thing, I guess I'll leave you on a, a, a little bit of a positive note, and I'm sure you know this by now, but hey, you're in first place. <laughs> the Bengals go to Dallas and lose, came back strong, but couldn't figure it out. 0-2, teams to start 0-2, none of them last year made the playoffs. Does that mean since he has no chance to go to the playoffs? Of course not, but they're 0-2 and they're in a bad spot. The Browns and Ravens, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how either one of those teams can be in anything close to good spirits. Not that the uh, Steelers are doing cartwheels down the street, but the way both those teams lost to the Jets and Dolphins, respectively, after having big leads, controlling the ball on the ground, you know, dominating early play. Brissett didn't even play bad. Chubb was a stud. Jackson was a stud. Dolphins scored 28 unanswered points to beat the birdies. And the Browns, who, like the Steelers, have to turn around and play here in a minute or two, you know, can't feel great about their ability to control a football game. So we will preview that game. It's going to be here any minute now. Um, that's my initial thoughts from Steelers-Pats. I'm sure I'll have much more to tell you tomorrow. Over and out.